This is the AdLib Music Podcast. Have you been looking for someone to walk alongside you in your worship leadership journey? We love worship leaders. AdLib Music is an organization of worship coaches that is deeply committed to eradicate isolation and burnout so that you bear much fruit. Part of our mission is to give you resources, and this is the Worship Fertilizer from AdLib Music. It's amazing how winded you can get just by riding a stationary bike, right? But have you ever felt like you're spinning your wheels, which is not a good feeling at all? Um, I mean, maybe you're waiting for God's timing for a new season or a new role or a promotion, or maybe you're kind of ending a season or role or position, kind of coming to the end of that and not really knowing what's next, or you're you're just generally waiting for God to clarify next steps in what you're doing. Or maybe you're remaining faithful when you don't feel productive or like you're in your sweet spot. This is spinning your wheels. It's not a great feeling. And, you know, even with all the the ministry opportunities I've had over the years, like I've seen some wonderful fruit and, and really been blessed with God's favor. But I've been waiting for eight years. So I know because Costa Rica me espera. Costa Rica awaits me. You might have been waiting for 28 years. So, like, I'm just a junior in this, like, waiting department. And if you look at the scriptures, of course, there's lots of uh, stories of people waiting a lot longer than that. The question that I want to ask is this. How can we shift this season of waiting, with air quotes, and, you know, a season that can feel pointless and sometimes depressing, into a season of training and preparation that actually catapults us into what's next. It's a very, very different perspective. You know, one feels purposeless, one is is filled with with faith and purpose. So here are just three things that have helped me uh, when I'm in seasons of waiting, even like I am right now, and, and I'm coming kind of coming to the end of. So number one, grow strong in spirit. Number two, exercise faith in preparing. And I'll un- unpack that. Uh, and number three, find someone who's ahead of you. So growing strong in your spirit. So it's it's been over 25 years since I heard Pastor Harry Schroeder say that John the Baptist grew strong in spirit during his wilderness. And then he asked the question, what are you doing in yours? Like, it's like we have a we have an option. Like we might grow strong in spirit and we might just be in the wilderness and we might get better. Like, there's an option to do something when we're in the in the wilderness. What am I doing in mine? Am I growing strong in the spirit? And we see these kinds of seasons, uh, the long long seasons of preparation in the scripture. Luke uh, one eighty is is no exception. It says this: as the child grew and became strong in spirit, he lived in the wilderness until he appeared publicly to Israel. And I, I just love the the way that the the stories in the, that we read in the Bible seem to completely disregard this this notion, this expectation of our current day that says, "Well, I'd better be doing something really significant by the time I'm 36. Like, if I'm not changing the world, if if I haven't done this or that by this time of my life." And seriously, like, this is a season that we're in training. We have we haven't appeared publicly, so to speak, yet. Isn't that great? Like, because some of us feel like we're hidden. We feel like, are we ever going to do anything meaningful? Is anybody ever going to be influenced by us? And we're just in a season of 
not appearing publicly yet. And even if we're doing significant ministry, if we feel like we're spinning our wheels, it means that we're not quite in that convergence season of ministry. And I just heard a year ago that your most influential decade is your 70s. Your 70s. And Pete Scazzaro is the one who I heard say that. Your 70s, I mean, isn't that heartening, I hope, for, for a lot of us who are like nowhere near our 70s. And it's not like don't get sad because you have to wait so long. It's like, look, there's time to develop and season and come out well, come out in, in a, a way that's going to be really meaningful. So if you're in this season, train. That's what you're in. Grow strong in your spirit. Train. Train hard. Show up. Develop a strong interior life, and I'm pointing to my chest, with the Lord. Grow in your intimacy with Him. Cultivate faithfulness. That's a big deal. Cultivate faithfulness. Serve wholeheartedly. These are all the things you'll need to have established before God in His kindness allows you to, quote, appear publicly. So grow strong in your spirit. You're in training, so train hard. Second idea is exercise faith in preparing. I've said for about the last year or so that I'm. we are in a season of preparing. But honestly, it's been more like sauntering. Like I'm on an afternoon stroll, not like I'm on a training run. And what's lacked the most for me is the awareness that the act of preparation itself shows that you're expectant for God to move. It's not pointless. And when I take practical steps for what I feel is coming next, my actions are saying that I believe that God will bring to pass what he put in my heart, that he will bring me into his purposes. It's very full of faith. And faith, of course, is the assurance of things hoped for, the convictions of things not seen from Hebrews 11.1. So your very act of being prepared is an act of faith. This is a total sidebar here, but what does that mean as you get ready for Sunday? Like not like big life changes, but just like, hey, we're serving Sunday. Hey, there's a rehearsal tonight. What is my act of preparation? How is my act of preparation an act of faith, even in those little daily things, the little weekly things that we do? So that was for bonus. And, and number three, the th- third idea is find someone who's ahead of you who's down the road a little bit. The person that helped me see that my preparation is an act of faith is my counselor, Barry, and he's been awesome. He's been helpful, affirming, challenging, and he's about 30 years ahead of me. My wife and I have been meeting with another couple who, even though he's about 20 years ahead of me, could still whip me in a game of one-on-one, and he has asthma. I don't even understand. But what a gift it's been to hear their stories and to receive counsel from people who have walked with God through similar places as ours. And it's just, I mean, their input and perspective has been so, so valuable. And it really doesn't matter what you've accomplished, how mature you might be, how confident you are in certain areas. Uh, When you're trying to do something you've never done before, you can get disoriented, discouraged, indecisive, insecure. Have you ever felt that way? Have you felt disoriented? Have you felt discouraged? Have you felt indecisive, like unable to decide on stuff or insecure? Because it doesn't matter where you've been, there are moments that that comes up again. And what are you going to do? So having someone to walk with you will save your life. 
And you've probably heard of the Peloton stationary bike. It looks so fun, right? Those commercials that you see. But my suggestion is save the 2400 bucks and follow the steps that we just talked about while you're spinning and enjoy your spin class. And I mean, I mean that like spinning your wheels isn't fun because it doesn't feel productive. But if you understand what's really going on, you can find yourself in a place of meaning and significance, even though you're waiting. Stick around for a conversation with my friend, Nicole. You might be wondering what coaching looks like. How does it work? How much does it cost? We'd invite you to schedule a free 30 minute coaching session, no strings attached, simply to answer your questions and get to know each other. You can do that by going to adlibmusic.com and then click contact in the upper right hand corner. We look forward to seeing you on the inside. So, joined today by Nicole Given. So you, um, you're Nicole. Yes. And you are. Tell us, tell us a little bit about your environment, where you're leading at right now, just yeah. so we can get that framework. Yeah. So I'm the worship pastor at Deep Rivers Church in Hummelstown. We launched six months ago, actually, to wow. the day. Today? Uh, no, two days ago. Wow. Very <laughs> yeah. cool. Yeah. 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 So we're six months old. We're learning a lot. Yeah. And I'm I'm leading in worship, which wasn't something that I thought I would be doing a year ago when we had the call to plant. So that's where we're at. That's yeah. awesome. So, so when you think about um, seasons of you know staying faithful where you are, kind of like to, what, what, what are some things that you're learning? Is it is it? Would you call it like are you are you speaking from like your current perspective in in terms of being faithful and sticking with stuff, or are you talking about something that happened before? Like what? yeah, no, that's a good question. I think I think I am just coming out of the season of having to be faithful mm. in what God had called me to do. Um, when we thought about church planting, I just was really excited because it was it was the coming forward of something that had been on our hearts for a long time. Yeah. But when I pictured church planting, I pictured me in my sweet spot, which is like encouraging people, men or women, to hear the voice of their father. And what does that look like? It looks like prayer. It looks like getting together around the word. It looks like a lot of shepherding. But what God called me to do was to worship pastor. Yeah. And and I thought for a season of time, okay, I will do this. I'll be a placeholder until the real person, God, <laughs> that you're calling to come wow. will do it. Yeah. And I kept waiting for that person. And as you guys came alongside us and that time approached quickly where you guys were going to kind of let us fly on our own, I'm like, oh, I, I guess I have to do this. I have to, to lead. And I did, but it was still like, Lord, what are you doing? Like, how do I do this? I don't, I didn't come, I, I love music, I'm, I love to sing, but it was never my intention or desire to worship lead. I just love being a part of the atmosphere when people did. Yeah. And when, when I realized God was asking me to do it and to be faithful in it, I struggled a lot yeah. with that. Yeah. Because I didn't understand why me. So yeah, for a long time, you know, we're only six months old. So for me, it was a long time because oh, yeah. it was <laughs> week after week after week. 
I realized I just need to do the thing that's in front of me, even though I feel as if I don't know how to do it. So everything for me was brand new, from learning to look at charts, learning the dynamics of songs, learning who's leading this song, and 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 learning how to lead people in worship. All of that was brand new to me, and I, I feel like for a long time the call was Nicole, just do it and follow me in this. I didn't I didn't know what God was doing in my heart in that season. I just knew that I was supposed to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, I mean, I feel like there's, you know, people will listen to this and and will have felt like for years that they've been in that kind of a season where they're like, I'm not qualified to do this. I didn't yeah. ask to do this. You yeah, know, yeah. I'm just here. I am. And it's really interesting to hear what you're what you're saying that your heart did and like how you how you responded to that. Yeah. Because isn't that like that's that's where it's all at? Like, yeah. Saying yes, being obedient. What else is there? You know. And yeah. I think what I what I love as I've watched your leadership is that you've really like leaned into that. Like you've yeah. you've been a huge learner, and you've been looking for resources, and you're leading your team through learning opportunities, and like it, it would be very easy for you to be in that situation and be just like, well, this is stupid. Yeah. And I'm pissed. And this yeah. Is, maybe I shouldn't say that. And I'm so upset. Yeah. <clears throat> We're a little sanctified, you know. But but instead, yeah. You're like you're pushing into training. You're leading your team in training. Yeah. You're taking steps. You're you know you're doing all the right things. Yeah. And what I don't think I what I knew going into it was that I was a worshiper. Yeah. I knew that part. And. And we also knew, all of us on our team knew, that we had pretty much zero experience in doing any of this. So because I had and I have such a sense of we want to come and minister to God. We want to come and offer Him something. And how do you do that well? There was such a there is such a continued huge sense of I don't know how to do this, Lord. You have to show me. If you're calling me to this, and I would tell him, you asked me to do this. <laughs> so yeah. so what are you gonna provide for me yeah. in order to do it? And so yeah. some of that learning and leading into is just sheer desperation. And and it really is all joking aside. Like I'm like, Lord, I don't know how to do this week after week after week. I I cannot. I'm a huge proponent of like, hey, find your sweet spot. Hey, what are your gifts? Go there. And God's like, not for you in this season. But what I didn't know was it was really an answer to my own heart that I had been asking him for probably about a year and a half. Like, I heard this phrase like, oh, we're going to minister to God through our worship. And I'm like, what does that mean? I don't understand what that means. I want to know what that means. But I kind of was like, it's just you and me, God. I want you to teach just you and me. And through this process of leaning in, he's teaching me more about what does that look like corporately, not just as an individual. And if I hadn't continued to say yes to what he was asking me to do, I would have missed it. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Mm. I'll tell you, a couple weeks ago, I was watching um, Upper Room music. They're live set on a Saturday. And there was the end of their set had a lot to do with surrender. And I just felt like God was calling me to surrender. Like, would you just surrender this, Nicole, and quit fighting me on it? On, on worship pastoring, worship leading. And I said, yeah. And so I just remember just laying out in my living room and, and just crying and then just kind of sobbing because it was just a cleansing, like, you know, cathartic thing. And 
I got up from there going, I'm surrendered, you know? And I feel like since then, he's, he's allowing me to see the pastoring part of worship leading. So I see my part now is a, is a, I love equipping people. There's almost nothing I love more than seeing people grow in their gifts. And after that surrender, I got to do that better. And my, my daughter the other day, when I was telling her just a little bit about this process and stuff, she said something like, we just can't wait, Mom, until our worship leader comes in. And I'm looking at her like, what? And she's around her friends and, and, and the people that she's living with in this house. And I didn't say anything, but I felt like kind of offended, you know? And, and she kept saying, yeah, once we get that worship pastor in, like, then you'll be free. And I, I thought about that and I was driving home from where she was. And I'm like, Lord, why, why did that offend me? And he's like, because you like it. You like doing what you're doing, you know? And I'm like, I do. The idea of passing the baton to somebody else right now, I realize with that one comment, I don't want to do that. I love what I do. And I want to continue doing it because I see my passion for equipping others and my passion for worship. But even more than that, my passion to help us understand better what is it like to offer something to Jesus corporately, not just individually, but corporately. I just get to learn in the process of all that vision and bigness okay I, I need to sing that in a D <laughs> I need to you know what no actually D is a little high for me can we go down to a G you know and just for me that's the minutia I don't care can we just sing but I have to learn that part yeah. right now that's the part that I get to lean into yeah. um, in this season is I'm faithful to do the things that God has called me to and yeah. he's just opened up as I've leaned into that the why of it but it took a while to get there. And it took a lot of struggle. Yeah. To get well, there. I, you know, I didn't know exactly where this was going to go, but I feel like this is like a testimony that's going to be encouraging to people no. to hear because there's fruit. Like I've seen fruit in, in what you've done. Yeah. You know, and you can see fruit in, in your team's lives and the congregation. And like you were saying, we were talking earlier about how we just show up with our loaves and fish. And, since day one God's been like feeding people yeah and I don't know how it works but they're meeting him and we, we don't even know what we're doing yeah you know and so yeah. like you've, you've pushed into that and and because of your heart and your heart's posture towards the Lord and responsiveness the season where you feel like you're not really in your sweet spot has become a sweet thing it has yeah that's a good word so, yeah yeah well thank you thanks for um, sharing with us and thanks to the uh, Hershey Starbucks for Letting us record in their cafe. <laughs> For sure. Very cool. All right. Thanks, Dave. Thanks. Yep. Music for this episode is brought to you by The Light, The Heat. Check them out on iTunes. Thanks so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'd love it if you'd subscribe and include one takeaway from this episode when you leave a review on iTunes. And if you send us a question to podcast at adthemusic.com, we'll be sure to answer it in an upcoming episode. To find out how to grow personally, go to adthemusic.com slash contact and schedule a free 30-minute coaching session today. You've got what it takes to lead like a champion. The Lord bless, protect, sustain, and guard you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you with favor 
and surround you with loving kindness. May the Lord lift up his face upon you with divine approval and give you a peaceful heart and life.